Welcome everyone again. Yes. We hear the scriptural teaching that we're focusing on is, we could call it deception prevention. But um, I believe Trace is going to share just a bit here first about some more things from our sabbatical. So we'll have you do that. I'm doing that because we said we would do that. And we did last week. So I'm just going to do this quickly. Is it Lucas? Mm -hmm. um, we're not going to show the first picture of just me and Steve standing there. We start, I believe, with the ones of the grandkids eating sweet corn. We'll start with that one. Anyway, that's on our deck. That's a tradition all through the summer, usually the third or the Thursday of each week. We have them over. Um, the other three days, the other grandmas, Grandma Paula, Grandpa Dan, they have them in their homes helping Grandma Debbie. Um, the next picture, we took them to see Lowell O'Brien on his 98th birthday. He met us in the lobby there, and we were able to sing happy birthday to him, and pray for him. And that's when we were on our way to Itasca State Park. From there, the Forestry Center. We like to weave different things in. Does it show it in the Forestry Center now, the next one? There. And uh, the kids love it. It's a great place if you haven't been there. Uh, the next one is again on our deck, eating. We eat a lot. They snack all day long. Paula knows that. Cornbread and bacon. That comes a tradition from my growing up on the farm. My mom made the best cornbread. They all love it. Next one is soccer. This is in our front yard. Is this when it still looks really crunchy? Yeah, we got well-worn paths where they play. Now it's beautiful and green. Well, there's still some patches. Um, the next one is work. Andrew with the skid steer down on the shoreline. This was our one major project. I believe it was in May. Andy and Jennifer helped us locate a roll-in dock. You want to share about what we had before for 44 years or not? A non-roll-in dock. That was it. <laughs> it was a kind where pounded in. I never had to do that. He used to do it in his early years. Then it became the, especially Andy, Jennifer would be in the water. Different ones would help. And uh, we were able to purchase a used roll-in dock, which incidentally looks more used since the hail. <laughs> the, thing, the thing is, you can maybe see on here. Huh? I haven't been fishing very much in that boat because you can probably, I don't know if you can see it on there or not, but it's dry land under the boat. Uh, it's, the water's starting to come up, thank the Lord for the rain, but we need a lot more yet yes, too for that. Yes, send the rain. So anyway, you better explain how you did the shoreline. This, he led the way with these projects. You did it legally. You want to share that? Yeah, it's important we did it legally. 
well, we got a permit, and we, they told us how to do it and what to do, and Andrew did a good job. And we paid the fee, so we did it right. It's got a slope, what is it, three foot for, one foot for every three foot, or three for every one. And so he did that. So there was a very high ice ridge that had been there for so many years, and he had the motivation, it was time to take care of it. And for Andrew, with his skid steer work, he says his number is 218-556-7795. He was actually kidding when he told no, you. No, he I loves using it. And um, so anyway, the next thing is uh, the grandkids are helping on that shoreline. They knew any Thursday they came, if the weather was right, and it wasn't because it ever rained on a Thursday, but we had to only work there in the mornings because of the heat. But there was huge roots. There was so much messy stuff that had to be pulled out. Um, found a lot of rocks. Someone at some point must have brought in a lot of rocks. So anyway, we're redoing that. We're still working on parts of that. And then, it shows the grandkids, they got a chance to play in Andy and Jennifer's gym. I don't know what they called that game. The next one is tail tag in our front yard. They have little cloth pieces sticking in all their pockets, tail tag. And then the next one again shows all the grandkids working on the shoreline. And the last one is more sweet corn and notice the birch tree behind it. That birch tree is what provides shade all these years for that particular spot. And just, uh, was it two days ago, a rain gutter guy was out, because we have to have our rain gutters replaced, and he's looking at it. We kind of wanted to keep it for shade, but since that hailstorm, it has been compromised. And so he says, what'll happen when the snow starts to lay on it? So anyway, we're hoping we get to keep that tree up. And so that's pictured. So a few things we did uh, during the sabbatical, it wasn't just with our immediate family. Can you share what you did with um, Rutgers? What tradition do you have there? Oh, yeah, I've, for many years I in the spring, I'd take my mom for breakfast there at Rutgers. But this was the first spring that she's in heaven, so I asked my sisters to come with me, and we had fun there, didn't we? And, and so, Sarah, yeah. Yeah, was Sarah there too, and, and you. Yes, it was outdoors, <laughs> very windy, so we enjoyed our meal out there with each other and two great big dogs. Cockers are not cockers. Right, Chris and Julie, for some reason, they were laying right there. <laughs> Trying to remember what kind of dogs they were. <laughs> Another thing we enjoyed doing, Bob and Julie hosted a huge pomp gathering at their home. I believe it was the first one we had where all of us were together other than at mom's graveside. And it was awesome. The food and the games and the volleyball pit was a huge success. I love seeing, we love seeing Emerson, Asher, and Elsie 
playing with all their older cousins and maybe some uncles too. And, um, and then we're just gonna share briefly um, all the treated wood sections that had been our old dock were laying down on our shoreline. So obviously we need to move them out. It took a lot of help from Andrew, Andy, Jennifer help, the grandkids. Um, uh, we repurposed some of them for, to make a little deck around my garden shed, so that meant power washing. Joy and Elsie helped. And then those metal posts, you want to share about the crescent wrench story? I just have the word crescent wrench. You didn't know what a crescent wrench was. Is that what you want me to okay, say? Okay, we had a lay on the ground in order to get all those metal parts off of the decking, right? And they each had them on the corners. And so it started, did you send me for the crescent wrench? Well, I asked if you could get it. Yeah, it's been a long time. I'm not real great she with tools. She grew up on farms, but uh, she didn't connect with what a crescent wrench was. I well, guess. I did when I saw it. I think it's one that I would hand to my dad when he was working on machinery. Is that right? Yeah, Fixing machinery. And then I remember I never used it, though. Yeah. I mean, I handed it to him. Yeah. But then I'll remember if he'd break, bust a bolt or something, then it, when I had my driver's license, jump in the truck, pick up, get to town, I need a replacement. So that's yeah. my memory of a Crescent Ranch. But I'm not real handy with it. But we got it done. So that is a summary of that. And I don't know if you want to go into the trips we did or if you want to wait with that. I think I might just share this part that we got to see some of our friends mm -hmm. in Iowa. Relatives. Friends too. and relatives. And we attended the church that I grew up in Joyce, I grew up in the Reformed Church in America, which I'm very thankful for, the Reformed Church and the solid foundation and the people that are in the, that church uh, and the faithfulness that they have. Uh, it's really something to the Lord and, and standing with one another and being with one another. and. Uh, but we saw them there, and then we, another trip we saw other friends from South Dakota that I had grown up with. And we went, attended a Reformed church in Iowa and, we, and one in South Dakota the first, that first weekend. But then we also went another time. We had three trips. We're just filling you in on a little bit what we did. That each of them was back to his roots, so and some of them were my roots. Yeah, but we attended church in those three churches, and the, the folks in those churches were very concerned about that denomination because there were factions of it that were going, desiring to have it be open to marriage of man and a man and a woman and a woman and. I know there may have been some other things too that 
just simply aren't in the scripture. It's not scriptural. And particularly the part of the church that's out east. I mean, this is an old denomination, one of the first. It started in New Amsterdam when New York was still called New Amsterdam. It was uh, one of the first denominations that came over. Then it was Reformed Church in Holland, but then it became the Reformed Church in America. A lot of Dutch background people. And uh, they were very concerned. Perry de Groot, a friend of mine at Northwestern was was dealing with that. He says, I don't know what's going to happen to He's our church. He's been a pastor in that. He pastored for denominational ever life. since he got out of seminary many years. And then other people there were talking about it. Same thing in Volga, South Dakota. Same thing in Amherst. In fact, they're having to make a decision. They, they've, I think all of them now have voted that they're going to form a new after all these, I mean, we're talking about centuries being here in the country. This denomination, now it's separating because there are some that are in deception. They really think it's right. And much of it is, you can tell, the cultural influence of the day. But they think it's right that they are open, that they open themselves up. And I'm not sure what all, but I know that's the one I re happen to remember, the area. And they're deceived, because it doesn't line up with the Word. All truth will ultimately will line up with God's Word, the Scripture. Oh, otherwise, it's not truth. Uh, and so that was something that really stood out to me, that I was not aware of that in the Reformed Church we found that out. Uh, last week I mentioned an old song that we used to sing with the kids here. Uh, it's, there's a right way, there's a wrong way, there's a way that seems the right way, but it's the wrong way, and it will lead you far from God. And uh, we can be deceived, you know, by things. Uh, when, you know, how can it be that all these people believe this if it's wrong? Well, it doesn't matter how many people. There may be a hundred, hundred people in a room and you're the only one that believes a certain way, but if what you believe is what truly lines up ultimately with the Word, that is truth. You know, the Word of God, we saw John 17, 17, and there are other scriptures too that bring forth the truth, sanctify them by your truth. Jesus prayed to the Father, your word is truth. He said, sanctify, that means separate them. Separate them from untruth, from deception. In this day, we need to be so alert to that, so strong in knowing what the word is because there's so much deception and delusion that is out there. And... Um, we had a scripture, too, that I'm going to share again. It's John 8, 31. I'm skipping up ahead here a ways, Lucas. Um, but then, this is King James, New King James. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in me, in my word, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth.
You'll know the truth. Carrie, are you out there? Why don't you make your way up here as I'm finishing this scripture? And I'll have you can just stand behind here this pulpit. Uh, I don't know if you want to stand on the ground or up on that first step. It's a little tall. Yeah, that's well, probably where. Oh, you have a mic. Okay. But you shall know the truth. Now that word truth, the Greek, another meaning there, in the, if you look it up like in Strong's Concordance, it says verity. Verity. And we've, we've all heard of verification or verified. Sometimes a news item will come and says, but we haven't verified this yet. And so they can't say that it's for sure. Well, verify, Merriam-Webster Dictionary, it says to prove, to show, to find out that something is actually true. And like we said, all truly verified facts will line up with God's Word and, be, and know that they are truly truth. Truth. Okay? But things can happen to us in life that come against us to try to fool us, to get us in deception. And deception is really believing something is true when it isn't. And Carrie had kind of a dramatic or traumatic experience uh, just recently and she was sharing that with us this week and I said Carrie this flows so well with what we're teaching right now could you come and just share that with us and just start going ahead I may have a few questions to ask in there but you did a good job in sharing it with us so <laughs> just yeah all right um this so, is Carrie Waller, by yeah. the way. Hi, I'm Carrie Waller. Know, Tim Waller's <laughs> Tim Waller's daughter. <laughs> so I had a weird, weird phone call on last Friday. And you know how you get the phone calls, but you don't exactly know what's going to happen. And so I answered it, and the person on the line said, um, we're with the Border Patrol, and my badge number is... They gave me the badge number, and they said, have you shipped anything uh, from you to, and they gave this guy's name, and I said, no. They're like, well, we have conceived, uh, we took this package, and we've turned it in because there's drugs in there. Carrie, can you tell them what your job is? I work for the post office. <laughs> and I know that often the post, uh, is it postmaster general will call people or otherwise they will track things and they'll be, the FBI gets involved when there's drugs being shipped. So I know this type of stuff going into this. And so when I got this phone call, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> they're like, well, um, we've turned this into the FBI. And they asked a couple more questions, which then made me start going, uh, what am I going to do here? They then proceeded to go down the trail of, uh, at this point, the FBI is going to be looking into you. This call is being rec recorded. Your family will be looked into. And we are going to find out what's going on. Uh, if you did not ship the drugs, and the next thing that they proceeded to tell me was that 
I had property in Texas. I had nine driver's license. I had um, eight bank accounts. And they wanted to know who I was and try to prove who I was. And I, I didn't know what to do. At that point, they were uh, throwing out laws that we have in America. And they then proceeded to say, at this point, um, the FBI will be looking into you, and you could go to jail for 30 years. And I, I was scared. <laughs> I was scared to death. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. And at this point, I was trying to work with them. They're like, OK, so you're saying this is identity theft. And I said, yes. They were like, let's transfer you to the identity theft department, and we'll figure out what we can do from here. So then I was transferred to another agent. The agent at that point then proceeded to go through all the laws and everything else all over again and ask me questions once again, and I had to try to prove. There, then I started giving out information, saying, nope, I don't have these accounts, I have this account. No, I don't have this, I have this. No, I have this, I don't have this. And in the process, this is an hour and a half long process, I had given them my driver's license. At this point, I was so scared, all I could do was just lift my arms up and I'm like, help, 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 help. I had no other words, nothing. I was so scared and I just didn't know what to do, didn't know where to turn, and I had no words. And see, that's where, you know, we talked about last week that things come. This is one example, but a lot of different kinds of angles and things in life. The enemy will try to come, he's a schemer, he's a strategizer, and he knows you, and he knows where he's going to try to, but that's where we need to be, we need to be strong on the word, because this was false evidence appearing real, yes. fear, you know, that fear acrostic, false evidence appearing real, but go ahead, Carrie. And as it continued on, it was at that point, they were like, okay, well, we need to try to protect your money because the FBI will start freezing your accounts. And I was like, how are we going to do that? And so at that point, he's like, let's go and get some cards, and we're going to withdraw whatever we can. So I drove into Bemidji, because at this point, I have so much fear. At this point, if they said, do it, I'm like, I'm doing it. <laughs> Because I was just, I was terrified. I was just bawling and terrified, and I didn't know what to do. Drove all the way into Bemidji, went into Target, no cards that they wanted. Came back out, and the guy's like, what do you mean you don't have any of those cards? I'm like, we're a small town, USA. And so then we went to, I went to Walmart. Walked right into Walmart, got the cards that I was supposed to pick up, walked over to the cashier, gave them my debit card. They tried to run it. And at that point, God came down with his hand. Bam! Nothing. They could not take any money out of my account. I was just, and at that point, I was so scared. I'm like, now what, what, what? Why, why don't I have access to my money? Why, why? I went back outside and I told him, I'm like, I can't get my money. Over and, the phone. Oh, yep, yeah, on the phone. And he's like, what do you mean you can't get the money? And I'm like, I, it won't access it. And at that point, I thought, FBI has already frozen my account. And he's like, well, let's try the credit card. I'm like, what's that going to do? He goes, you can move your money over to the credit card after this. 
He goes, so you'll be fine. I'm like, okay. And went back in again, took my credit card up there. Bam, the Lord just said no. <laughs> and he couldn't get it again. And at that point, I was just like, I don't know what to do. I, at that point, I didn't see the Lord at that point. I was so full of confusion that I just didn't see him. I just knew I needed help. And so I just kept crying out to him. And I came and uh, he's like, well, he goes, we're going to deal with this on Monday. He goes, because it can't get through to the bank to find out what's going on with your accounts. He goes, but obviously something's happening here. I will you need to call me tomorrow to make sure you're still alive. I'm worried about you. And so I was like, okay. He's like, Monday, and what we're going to deal with this Monday. You need to skip work Monday. You need to handle this because this is life and death. You will go to jail. And uh, Sunday came, and I, at that, between Friday and Sunday, I was scared to death. Everywhere I'm looking, I'm like, holy crap, is the FBI, FBI following me? I was just scared to death, could barely move. And I was just, didn't eat, didn't sleep, nothing. Came into church, Pastor Steve <laughs> gave the sermon, <laughs> when you're in hopeless and despair. <laughs> I'm like, that's me. <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> I'm right there. <laughs> and he's just going, I'm like, preach it, preach it, preach it. <laughs> so right after that, I went up to dad, and, I'm like, and I told dad, and the first thing he said, that is a scam. The Lord is scam. This, the Lord is after you, and this is a scam. And I should have seen it. And that's where Satan comes in and gives you then, not only did he give you uh, despair and hopelessness, then he gives you shame. And I had to constantly say, you know what? <laughs> God took that. God made a miracle in a bad situation twice. Because not only did I walk in there once and came back out, I walked in again twice. And I went then and I reported it to the cops. Nothing like walking in going, is there a warrant for my arrest? <laughs> you know? Am I going to jail? <laughs> And that's trust. <laughs> and I walked in, and the cops were like, nope. And they told me exactly, this is what you need to do. So Monday, I went to work, finished work. And at that point, I had to go and deal with the bank. And I had to go and report that I needed, get my, the cops a uh, police report, and go to the DMV, fill out the application, get a new driver's license, Talk to the credit bureau, talk to the social security office, and I also had to go then and turn in my driver's license to my, my new driver's license to the insurance company. Took an hour and a half. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I can barely get, nothing against you, Angie, but sometimes I can barely get through the DMV in 45, let alone the bake. So, God was there just paving the road. Here, I'll just clear this, clear this. Make this fast and easy, peaceful, calm, done. Mm -hmm. So, and it was at that point throughout the day that made me think, what about other people that did get scammed? What about the person that lost the money that didn't, now they have no, no gas money. They don't have money to pay the electrical bill. You know, because you now are waiting for the next paycheck. You're either waiting for the next paycheck, your next social security card, I mean, installment, whatever it is. So then I called, the, I talked to the cops, and they directed me to a couple other places, 
talked to social services, and everyone I talked to said, we don't have a benevolent fund for these people. Which made me go, what are we going to do? And the only thing that I could think of is, is, if I'm missing something, if you guys know it in the community, we need to get that out. Otherwise, you know what, as Christians, we need to, if you hear somebody that had this happen to them, you need to find out. We need to find out. What can I do to help you? What can I do? Do you need a gas card? Do you need your electricity bill paid? Because right now, they have nothing if that happens to them. And it was crazy. Everywhere I went, and I told the story, somebody knew somebody else that was scammed. They're using not only our own government against us, they're also using, like one person I talked to said, yeah, um, I got a phone call and I gave away some of my money because I thought it was my grandchild. They're using your family. They're good. They're very good. But God's better. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Come here, Carrie. Lord, we just thank you for delivering Carrie from that hand of deception. Lord, we thank you for the wisdom that her dad had there. And Lord, we just thank you that, uh, Lord, your hand was upon her hand. And your hand is upon her hand and her life. And you are directing her every step of the way. And Lord, we see that compassion that she has for others that not only have been scammed, but we know that compassion goes to all those who are hurting and are lacking and in need. And Lord, we pray for your continued anointing and your light shining from Carrie Waller, Lord, wherever she goes, on that mail route and wherever she goes, whatever she does. And we pray that for all of us now, that same compassion that we heard come from her heart, Lord, that it would just be ours for those who are lost, those who are hurting and in need. In Jesus' name we pray. And again, everyone agreeing said, Amen. Amen. Thank you for sharing with us. Thank you. Can you get down there? Okay. Yes. So. It's interesting on our trip to Volga, South Dakota, one of mom's uh, friends uh, there from that church, the Volga Reformed Church, Steve had been trying to reach her by phone just to say, we're going to be there, you know, and contact with her. He, and he said to her, um, I tried to call you, and she said, I get so many phone calls that she knew they weren't right ones, that she was not answering her phone. And she's like over 80 or whatever. It made me upset. That shouldn't be happening. And I've had it with someone from here, too, that and we'd say, no, that's a scam. That's a scam. Yeah, many of you probably have had situations like that. I know I did. Yes, Supposedly it was a call from the IRS saying that we had delinquent taxes, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, we, we need to... Be discerning with those things, and um, 
By the way, speaking of phone numbers, we should tell you the number that the land or ground, whatever they call it, phone number that we've had for 44 years, 46, how long? <laughs> we do not have anymore. We don't have the 5862854 number anymore. Joyce's number is a cell number. Just seven. Give him yours. Give him mine. Yes, please. Yeah. Mine is 508-2394. 508-2394, 2 and 8, of course. So, um, but you know the truth, just to kind of bring this to a close here today. Um, yeah. Ephesians 4.21 says, If indeed you have heard him, Jesus, and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. The truth is in Jesus. That's a phrase I wanted to get out of there. The truth is in Jesus. And then, this is my mom's Passion Bible. And in verse 21 there and here it says, If you have really experienced the anointed one, and that's Christ Jesus, and heard his truth, heard his truth, Hearing it. it will be seen in your life. It will be seen in your life. It will be seen in your life. That means you'll be doing it. For we know that the ultimate reality, the ultimate reality is embodied in Jesus. Jesus said, I am the truth. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And truth is birthed in God. It's birthed in Jesus. It's known in him and his word. Jesus was the word become flesh. Truth is in him. It goes back to Jesus. Without him, there isn't truth. I mean, nothing in the world, nothing in the United States or other countries or whatever, without Jesus, we aren't getting the ultimate reality. And we aren't getting the truth. The truth is seeded into our minds from the Word of God, the truth. Mm -hmm. And then it grows, like we showed last week, into that fruit in our lives. It's seen in our lives. But lies, deception, and delusions are birthed in Satan. Mm -hmm. We'll look at that later in the series here, but John 8:44 it says, Satan is the father of lies. He's the father of lies. And it will ultimately be known or discovered that all lies, their, their birthplace, their, I mean, they were seated by Satan. Seated by Satan. There was a demonic thing behind that thing you went through, Carrie. Mm -hmm. It was demonic. We're not... I'll be getting into that too, that we're not fighting a battle ultimately of flesh and blood, but a spiritual battle. But um, 
deception, the definition of deception, the act of making someone believe something that is not true, the act of deceiving someone, and delusion, a belief that is not true, a false idea. And so, Lord, we pray that we may be people of your word, mm -hmm. that we may be people of truth, that we would stand on your word, stand on the promises of your word, stand on the truth, for your word is truth, and that we would value it as such. This is what things in this life need to line up with. This, your word, Lord, we're so thankful for it. It is a light. It is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Where there's darkness and deception, your word brings the light so we can see that the lies are exposed, the deception is exposed, delusion is exposed. Things that are false are made known. And I pray that for each person here this morning, that we may walk in the light, that we would be people of light. In Jesus' name. And we thank you, Holy Spirit. You live within us. You're our personal teacher, guide, helper, counselor. And you give us peace. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to share a few announcements here. Just communication on a few things. Next Sunday, there will be a pop blessing. And I was told that probably not a fish fry, but there will be a pop blessing, though. Next, it's because people maybe can't get their boats out to they're, fish. They're, like my, they're stuck in the mud. They're <laughs> like my boat is, yeah. Um, we will be, Joyce and I will be having a live stream on Wednesday at 10 o'clock, touch point there. We do have a special request from Leanne Spahala. That's Darlene Colson's daughter. She's in need of a used double-wide mobile home or a used modular home. Her current 1969 mobile home has become unlivable and needs to be replaced. And we're asking if you can keep your eyes open for her concerning this. Um, she said possibly with a single wide, like a 12-foot mobile home, she could get a variance, uh, but she wasn't sure on that. And let her know if you have knowledge of possibilities. Her number is 218-308-5241, or you could ask me if you didn't catch that. On Wednesdays, we have prayer meeting here, led by... Glennis and Confin and Judy Fowler, maybe some others to help lead, but that's at 10 o'clock. And then at 11 o'clock, there's a Bible study. Uh, and anyone is welcome to that. That's on Wednesdays. 
uh, youth group is on for a few weeks here right now, but there will be a 6.30 Kairos meeting with Tim. And Tim, why don't you come up? You had an announcement. Um, and then for giving, you can give um, by going to our website, tinstrakechurch.com, or mailing in to postbox 67 Tinstrake. But then also, of course, for us that are here, we can just place them in the boxes in the back. And we thank you, Lord, for your supply as we continue to give. You know, that's a, that's a, a truth from the Word of God, a giving of a tithe. Tithes and offerings, it's such a good thing. And then also, you know, there's a series of classes, American and Patriotic Education. It's called Shirley Walker shared about it last week, and there will be six classes offered. And we have, I'm not going to go through all of them, but you could talk to Shirley. Um, but also, they are on our weekly announcements in the, that we've sent out by email, and they're also, also posted on our Facebook page. And so you can get them. It's just a great lineup. I was really impressed with that, that lineup of things that, and what that is, it's a lot of it, it's teaching that uh, exposes falsehoods and deception and brings forth the truth. And so you can look at that. And, uh, and then Tim was gonna share. Um. Let me give a 10 second tip. I got a phone call like that about uh, a year ago and I was afraid that this thing happened and I said, hey, I have a three-way. I'm gonna call the police and I'm in a three-way with this person. Click. Anyway, that, okay. it worked. Okay. Okay. Faith and Freedom, Paul Gazelka and Marilee will be uh, with us and Justin Hoover next Saturday, 11 to 12 p.m. We will be praying. Uh, we're going to hand one of these out at the door. Uh, Paul and Mary Lee uh, may have an announcement. We, we don't know. It's not truth yet. It's just uh, a rumor. And so um, also two, three weeks from yesterday, the 25th, um, we are having about the last 24 hours, a couple of things happen. Fire group from the college is going to come join us that day, Diana. And it's called the the fall celebration. It's going to be out at Diana's place. Stand up, Diana, out at her place, and she's got some flyers. If you have, she doesn't have a flyer for everybody. Uh, and I just got word about 30 minutes ago. This is not myth. We will have an appearance from Kent Dudley and Bended Knee. Had everybody said, yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 3.30 to like 7.30 till dark. There'll be a hayride, a uh, pig roast, a 400-pound pig. Not joking. What's the name of the pig? Oh, yeah. Uh, three, three weeks from yesterday, 25th. But here, I'll give you one of these. I'll be, I'll be at the door, and you'll be at that door. Okay? All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you all and keep you and stay in the word, stay in the yes. truth, stay close to Jesus. Yes. Amen. And there is coffee and, and goodies too, not yes. a full meal, but there's coffee and goodies for fellowship. And if you need prayer, please come forward for that.